We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire NFL DFS show. I'm Adam Zdroik, joined by Ryan Belangi. We're talking Sunday, game week seven in the NFL. We got 10 games, 10 weird games. I have the odds paid page up right now. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, make sure to give our video a thumbs up, like, subscribe to the channel as well. But uh, check out our sports betting page on rotowire.com. Go to NFL odds. That's what I'm like. I pulled up on the screen right now. But Ryan, we were talking a little bit before the show here. This is, you said it might be one of the lowest scoring or at least projected to be one of the lowest scoring slates that, uh, at least of this season. There's so many games here with with over-unders hovering around this 40 mark here. Yeah, definitely the lowest of this season. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of talk. You see a lot of talk about the NFL, how it's down in scoring, not as exciting, not as many explosive plays. I mean, everybody's talking about it, and you see it in the totals here. Um, you know, there's only one game with a total above like 45, and that's the Chargers-Chiefs game, which is a nice game, but, you know, the Chiefs defense has been playing better, and also everyone's priced up in that game. So it's a weird slate where if you look at projections, uh, there's not very many players projecting well. And last week and most other weeks, you have some sort of smash spots at every position, and there's just not a lot this week. And, and, you know, it makes sense because most of these games are low totals. And then the one game that's not a low total, that Chiefs-Chargers game, everyone's priced up, so the players aren't projecting very well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting slate. It's, it's a different slate than, than, than we had last week and most of the other weeks. Yeah, kind of what you said. I think the the number on the amount of games that hit the under last week, I think they were like 11 and 2 or something in that number. So usually you'd be like, okay, so many unders hit and now all these over-unders, they dropped a little more. So now we're going to see, you know, it's going to be a bunch of overs that are going to hit kind of a thing. But we also have some weather that they're keeping an eye on here. There are some some games on the East Coast where 20, 30 mile per hour winds uh, again, we're talking Friday morning, so we're two days out, so that weather can change pretty quickly. But 
Let's get into it here. We have, I think, well, I think in terms of last week, I think we were pretty successful in in everything that that we went over. I think we both had some success on the slate uh, in terms of cash games. I didn't win any tournaments or anything, but uh, I didn't lose any tournaments. So I guess that is that is what you play for. You play not to lose uh, in DFS. So uh, yeah, uh, three straight weeks of a hundred percent ROI in cash games. Let's after you know, kind of a rough start. Let, let's keep it going. Sounds like four straight weeks coming here. So I think so. <laughs> you mentioned the high scoring game. We got the Chiefs and Chargers. They're in the last game, the late game here of week seven. And so Mahomes is 8,300. Herbert is 8,000. Do we need to spend up on these quarterbacks on this slate? Or can you go down to the Geno Smiths? Maybe not Jared Goff against the Ravens. Sam Howell against the Giants. Okay, maybe that one's the biggest one to worry about in terms of weather. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs, Desmond Ritter. How crazy can we get here in cash games? Um, well, yeah, I agree. I think we go down. Uh, Mahomes and and Herbert. Yeah, I just I don't think for I don't think you go there in cash games. They're both priced up. Allen's priced up for a matchup on the road. Um, yeah, you know, if I was going to spend up at QB, it'd probably be for Lamar just because he's significantly cheaper than those guys that are 8K and above. But yeah, I think because of the uh, lack of value at running back, I'll probably spend down at quarterback. At least that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Gino, Gino Smith looked good. Uh, it's a great matchup for, for the Seahawks. Um, we targeted this same matchup last week for, for Cup and Kyron Williams, and they both smashed uh, at home against Arizona. Uh, the week before that, Jamar Chase went off for like 55 fantasy points against Arizona. You know, they, they have really bad cornerbacks, um, you know, and obviously they're just, they're just not a great team. So <laughs> Seattle should have plenty of opportunities. I like Geno Smith. And then, yeah, you mentioned those cheap guys. I mean, anyone cheaper than that is in play too. There's quite a few guys, the guys you mentioned, but also – uh, people, people kind of like Russell Wilson and Jordan love, uh, just because of that game. Uh, oh, wow. It, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got, I think, does it have the second highest total? Yeah. I think it has the second highest total, Pretty but fun. also we, we, uh, you know, the Broncos defense has been horrible and, you know, I'm not one to really roster Russell Wilson, but, you know, from a fantasy perspective, He's averaging almost 20 fantasy points. You know, you, you see him, he put up 30, 22, 19, 18. And, you know, his price came down also. He's been 58, 5,900, and now he's 54. So you see Russ projecting well. And I think some people will play him. But yeah, it's fine. I just, I, I feel much safer getting up to Geno Smith, but I get going below that. How do you feel about that game? That over-under, I'm kind of surprised that it is the second highest over-under on this slate. But as you said, this Broncos defense is, that is kind of, you know, built into the number of this Broncos defense allowing so many points this season. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, That game, that game against the Chiefs is, is the last one. And I don't know, maybe it was just a weird, a weird game. I think that was the Thursday game. Maybe it was just a weird game, and the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos' defense looked competent. I'll say against against the Chiefs in that one. Yeah, uh, 
I just think that these two teams playing, I don't think either offense is amazing, but if you kind of exclude some of those bad Broncos performances, maybe they're not the worst ever defense. And then the Packers defense is decent. So I I just feel like it's going to be a tight, close game. I don't know if it's going to be like the second highest scoring game on this slate is, is kind of what my thoughts are. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, You know, the Packers will be helped a lot uh, getting Aaron Jones back. He's supposedly, you know, pretty close to a hundred percent and they had a week off and obviously he's their best player. So that should help. You you know, you never know what version of Jordan love you're going to get. He hasn't been great for the most part. I haven't been impressed. Uh, And yeah, just Russ is cheap again, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm with you that the game doesn't stand out for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you look at it like, okay, if, if Russell Wilson does has taken off running a few times and if he can get 40, 50 yards rushing, you're already almost there uh, compared to some of these other players down there. Like Geno Smith, like, I mean, he has a good matchup, but he how much is he guaranteed for in this spot with what we've seen from him this season? Like, sure, maybe he goes off, but, but maybe at the end of the day, Russell Wilson maybe has a better floor. Uh, because of his running and he's cheaper so a couple things to consider there there are there are a bunch of okay options and your goal is just not to pick the quarterback who gets you know less than 10 points kind of a thing right uh this is you this is you said it there's a bunch of okay options and not one that necessarily stands out so you kind of got to choose for yourself here i don't i mean you know like something I'll say about Geno Smith, you know, he, he was running for his life last week. Seattle's O-line hasn't been great. And, you know, he still threw for 323 yards. The matchup against the Cardinals, they rank last in quarterback pressure rate. They also rank last in QB knockdown rate. So you'd figure that Geno should be a little more comfortable uh, this week. At least that, you know, that's the hope. But, yeah, you could go to any of these cheaper guys. I don't know, Dan- Daniel Jones, even. Uh, he runs. I mean, is Daniel Jones going to start? I mean, Limited it seems like time. it, but, uh, yeah, we don't know. He, he might not. He okay, hasn't yeah, been was, very good. I was going to ask you a question about Tyrod Taylor. Okay, then I'll ask you about this uh, Tyson Badgett uh, <laughs> Tyson yeah. guy. You know, I yeah. follow college football, and I don't think I've ever even heard of this guy, so – yeah, that's because I think he came from Division Two Shepherd University. <laughs> yeah, uh, never uh, heard of that. Never yeah. heard of Shepherd University. Um, it's just the wildest thing. Yeah, you know, you could make a case for any of those guys when they're priced below five k. I think we're gonna get. We might get PJ Walker. We don't know what's going on with Deshaun. He did come back to practice last week, so PJ Walker's that same price, forty eight hundred and. We're probably going to get Aiden O'Connell, too, uh, in for Garoppolo, unless it's going to be Hoyer. But, you know, last time it was O'Connell, and he was 4,700. Yeah, that Bears that Bears uh, Raiders game is, is going to be Tyson Badgett versus Aiden O'Connell. Um, Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, it, you know, makes me like Josh Jacobs uh, a little bit. We'll talk about running back. But, yeah, some you know, there's some bad games on this slate. I mean – it's no wonder why the totals are so low. You have Desmond Ritter versus Baker Mayfield, Sam Howell versus Daniel Jones. Those two quarterbacks I just mentioned, O'Connell versus Bajan. 
you know, Mac Jones on this slate, PJ Walker versus Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, Josh Dobbs, Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, Wilson versus the, there, there's no, you know, there's no good matchups for the most part. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. Yeah, that, I mean, we have that Chiefs Chargers matchup, but it just it's so it's tough to stack. I don't really want to stack it. You can maybe get a player or two from that game, but yeah. So if you don't want to stack that game, then what uh, what are some of your quarterbacks that you are looking to for tournaments? Would Geno I mean, Smith be at the top of that list? Yeah, Geno's at the top of the list for Stafford sure. and um, Cup probably maybe they're they're in play too for sure. Um, yeah, Gino, for all the reasons I said, like the matchup for Arizona has just been so good. Uh, or sorry, the matchups at home against Arizona have just been so good. The Seahawks, like they're going to find themselves with great opportunities. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, do you see Arizona uh, sustaining drives and holding possession? And, you know, I just I just don't see it. Um, so, yeah, I do. And I do like that game for stacks also because there are some options on Arizona. Like it's tough to find run back options in some of these games, Arizona. We still have Hollywood Brown who just doesn't get priced up. Um, you know, we'll talk about him at receiver, but he's a good option. Rondell Moore, I think is interesting for 3,500. Even uh, Trey McBride is min price. Uh, he, finally, Trey McBride out snapped Zach Ertz. Seem like it seems like that's starting to flip now from from where it was early in the season. So yeah, I I, I like that game because it's not very expensive to stack. Um, the other one I like is I kind of like the Ravens at home against the Lions. Um, there's just not a lot of spots on this slate, and Zay Jones the, the usage the usage has been so concentrated. Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews pretty much getting everything. You know, uh, Beckham is banged up and Bateman hasn't done it. They don't really have a running back after uh, J.K. Dobbins went out. So I think that the Ravens are the Ravens are interesting. You know, Lamar is cheaper than those other quarterbacks, uh, than the other uh, elite quarterbacks. Uh, Yeah. And then Gibbs on the other side of that game. I think Gibbs is kind of interesting with with Montgomery out and Gibbs is supposedly healthy now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does any, like, is any of these games stand out for you? I don't know. Stand out. I was going to ask you about that Lions Ravens game and, and kind of compare it here for, so this commanders giants game, I think is interesting. So you have two bad teams. Uh, sorry, sorry, you know, Washington and, and New York fans there, but you have two bad teams going against each other. Commander's defense has been mostly bad. Okay, their defensive line is maybe above average, but their defense has been pretty bad this season. Giants have just been bad in general. I feel like this could be one of those games where you have two offenses who have maybe at times have been able to score. Maybe they're not so much of the Giants this season, but Daniel Jones, if he's back, okay, if Tyra Taylor if Tyra Taylor's in there, maybe I'm not feeling the same way, but it feels like this game could be, you know, one of those weird 33, 30 games or 27, 28, 24 kind of a games where neither defense really does anything, but both offenses kind of do enough. And I think there are players on both of these sides that you can, that you can like either one of these quarterbacks to an extent, uh, wide receivers from both sides, Wondell Robinson's getting a bunch of targets maybe the running backs, uh, maybe Logan Thomas bounce back kind of thing. But I don't know how many games 
I would consider on this slate that are similar to this Commanders Giants game where you have probably you know two bottom 15 defenses you don't really trust either defense and I don't know, like what other games on the slate where it's like okay I can actually see both of these offenses putting up a lot of points like even that Lions Ravens game is like how like this is you know in Baltimore I don't know it just doesn't seem like a game that's going to be 30 to 30 kind of a thing right no, no, it doesn't. I mean, what is the the total on that Ravens game? Like forty two or something? Um, yeah, I mean, just 40, looking at three. Yeah, like obviously the weather comes into play in this Giants Commanders game. The the over under is thirty seven and a half, and and okay, so this is going to be. It seems like to me, it's going to be a good tournament strategy because no one's going to consider it because of the low over under, and some people are going to worry about the weather. And again, that's something to look at before Sunday. But just, I mean, even like. Bills Patriots. Okay, is that game going to be high scoring? I don't know. We've seen what the Patriots have done. Colts Browns. No. I mean, you you just named all these quarterbacks off, and it just feels like okay, two division rivals. We've seen these teams play in high scoring games in the past. It just feels like that game may be more likely yeah. than a few of these other ones to actually have a bunch of points. And you know, you don't even really need it to shoot out just because of the prices all around. Everyone's cheap, so. They don't really have to smash, you know. Wandale is thirty eight hundred. He doesn't need to go <laughs> I crazy. Didn't see that okay. He, he doesn't need to go crazy, you know. Uh, McLaurin's like, I don't know, five point four. I think Samuel is four K. So Samuel, right? Four K. One of like the he looks like one of the better cheap values. So yeah, I don't mind going there for some pieces. There is one other game, Cleveland. Uh, some numbers in that game make the Browns interesting for me. Let me get, I wrote it up in the article. Um, the downside I think to that game is that Minshew and the Colts could, you know, finish with three points. Right. I don't, I don't, I'm not just Browns. Not really, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to stack that game really. No. Yeah. I'm not trying to stack that game, uh, <laughs> okay. but the Browns, the Browns for sure. Uh, the Browns defense is elite and here's the stat. They're averaging 19 more plays than their opponents. Uh, which is crazy. The, the 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 next closest is the Eagles, who average nine more plays. So, the, the, and you know they're up against Minshew and the Colts. There's just no way uh, the Colts are going to be able to hold the ball, sustain drives, and you know all these Browns are cheap. Jerome Ford is cheap. The receivers are cheap. Ford and the, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and Kareem, Kareem Hunt's been banged up. I know he returned to practice. I think yesterday. Um, but yeah, I just think, uh, you know, the, the Browns are because of that big differential, the Browns are averaging the most plays in the league. Um, so that, you know, I like that when I'm looking at cheap running backs, cheap receivers, Elijah Morris, cheap, um, cheap tight ends. So, yeah, I think some of the Browns could succeed. Elijah Moore <laughs> averaging like five yards of reception. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Even the Browns defense is cheap. Like, why isn't the Browns defense the most expensive on the slate? They arguably a top three defense. Gardner Minshew is, what is he, 2-11 and 11 in, in his last 13 starts or something, whatever stats going around. Uh, so I, Yeah, they do seem a little too cheap. Um, I mean, it's I kind of what you know. said. The, the Chiefs Chargers players are all really expensive, and then so many of these other players are cheaper than what we'd actually think they should be. Yep. Um, and we sort of glossed over that uh, Rams-Steelers game, but we mentioned it. Obviously, that could be, you know, the game that 
both teams score in the high 20s, maybe. Um, you know, it's easy to like Cup and and Stafford. Uh, Steelers are tougher. You know, I think, you know, they get Deontay Johnson back, which just makes it tougher to either roster him or Pickens or whoever else. They have two running backs splitting the work, makes it tough to roster could either have three. of them. Could have three. Um, so, you know, the Steelers, it's tough to pick a Steeler, right? So it just kind of takes me off that game. Yeah. Unless you think this is the uh, the Jalen Warren breakout kind of game or something. Right, or maybe <laughs> it's like maybe it's the Fryer, miracle Friar move game <laughs> yeah. for our fantasy team. <laughs> the uh, Rotowire soccer fantasy team. That Yes, that is correct. Uh, so speaking of running backs, let's get into it here. We already mentioned Josh Jacobs. I think he should be at the top of the list, 7,400. Eckler is 8,600, though, and it's pretty pricey here just in a tough matchup i think i mean he is expensive for a reason okay maybe he's gonna get 10 targets kind of a thing but 8600 is a lot when josh jacobs we know he's gonna get a ton of touches and he's 1200 cheaper and he's in a better matchup so a lot of things going in his favor Uh, otherwise what kenneth walker is 7k Uh, i don't there's not a ton really that stands out uh, you could look at the opposite, opposite side of Eckler. Isaiah Pacheco has been getting a bunch of looks. He's 6,100. Uh, we mentioned that the Browns running backs, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Uh, is anyone yeah. stand there's, out? Yeah, no, there, there's not much, right? La- yeah. You named all the guys. Uh, last week, there was upwards of 10 guys you could you could have rostered in cash. They all Reasonably, like, right. Yeah, pretty good value plays. This week... Um, you named the top three, in my opinion, Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, you go back to Eckler. He's just, he's too expensive. And they, they're going to struggle to run the ball against this Chiefs team, you'd think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's really going to have to get there on receiving. Uh, and yeah, he, he's, that price tag makes him strictly a tournament play. Um, mentioned Jacobs, fantastic spot against the bears and their backup quarterback. And the stat that I thought was pretty interesting in Aiden, Aiden O'Connell's other start was against the chargers. Um, and Jacobs caught eight balls in that game on 11 targets for, for 81 yards. So, I mean, his best receiving game of the season, I know it was only one game, but it came in this, in the other game that O'Connell started kind of like to see that, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, Great matchup. We've spoken about it a bunch already. Home against the Cardinals. And then Pacheco. Yeah, Pacheco clearly has established himself as KC's number one back. Um, he projects as pretty good value because he's playing in the game with the highest total for the team with the highest implied total. So, you know, it's pretty much as simple as that. Um, and then, yeah, if I'm going below that, I think Ford is the first guy I look to at 5,100. And two other cheap guys worth mentioning. The Rams situation, right? Um, Kyron Williams out now. Uh, There hasn't really been clarity on if it's going to be Miles Gaskin, Zach Evans, Freeman. You know, people want it to be Zach Evans. Uh, I wouldn't trust any. I can't, you know, unless we get some news that like one of them is actually starting, which we haven't got. I can't really trust that. Um, The Bears is the other spot. 
I said that I thought Roshan Johnson would come back last week, but he didn't, and he still hasn't returned to practice, which is, which is, I don't know, not great. He's been out a while with a concussion, but he's supposed to be back and starting, so 4,600 would be okay. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know. The Bears would look tough, too. I, I took a chance on Foreman last week, and it didn't go great. I mean, he had 15 carries for 65 yards, but they kind of used other backs too. They used Evans. Um, yeah. You know, there's not a lot on this slate. I don't really want to go below Jerome Ford. Are you worried at all? Maybe not worried is the right term, but uh, are you paying attention to Kareem Hunt's status? At, at least, you know, today's practice, maybe what happened, if anything happened Saturday kind of a thing. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, definitely. If if somehow Kareem Hunt was like out or limited, and Ford just, Ford just looks like a smash play. In yeah, that he'd matchup. be 100% almost. Yeah. Um, you know, if Hunt plays, kind of seems like Hunt's going to play, then I think Hunt is a fine tournament option too. Uh, definitely. It's a good matchup for Hunt. I just, you know, expect Ford to get a little bit more work. Not to talk so much about this Commanders-Giants game, but... Uh... <laughs> Any consideration, Brian Robertson, Antonio Gibson, maybe Saquon. Saquon, yeah, it seems like he's gonna be back. Saquon's at eighty one hundred. Not sure, not sure. I'd want to go there. Following an, an ankle sprain, he's still not practicing fully here. Uh, no, I think so though. I think consideration- you look at the stats. The stats for the Commanders running backs, just like uh, do I want to play these guys? But you know, this is a pretty good matchup. So, yeah, no, I think that's a good point, Robinson for sure. And, you know, be, because on these slates where you don't have a lot of other options, it's uh, you can get away with taking chances on some of these other guys, you know, because they don't have that many guys that they need to beat. Or, you know, like last week, you know, if you were going to try to go off the board in, on a running back, you would need like 10 other guys to sort of bust or, or, or you know, at least a lot of them for, for your running back to, to end up optimal this week. There's not that many guys that you have to beat, really. Um, Saquon, Saquon's expensive. Yeah, nobody's going to play Saquon, but 24 carries last week, four catches. I mean, you know, that offensive line is horrible, but the the usage could be there for Saquon. It's it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. I kind of like him better than Eckler. Okay. Thoughts, thoughts on your hometown, Aaron Jones at 6,800. He still isn't practicing fully, and A.J. Dillon – which I don't know if anyone wants to play AJ Dillon, but he's 5,300. <laughs> yeah. AJ Dillon is just not the guy, right? He's yeah. He's just, he's just, a, I should say he is just another guy. Yeah. He's not like, he's not as talented as a lot of people in green Bay thought, you know, he has not succeeded with Aaron Jones out Aaron Jones. I think, uh, you know, it, I think it's an interesting tournament play because I don't think anyone will want to click it. Um, but I don't know, you know, he 26 fantasy points in in week one off not that many touches. You know, he's involved in the passing game a ton. Uh, they really need him back. Yeah, I don't mind Jones. You know, if we, if we get the word that he's healthy and ready to go, I think that's interesting if nobody's going to play him. I'd say look out for, yeah, just look out for future injury reports uh, is, is the main is the main issue there as you know, hamstring injuries aren't, 
aren't something that that you want right. to push if you're not fully ready, especially as a I, running back. So. I think I saw him say that he feels better than he felt before week one. So basically, his hamstring is like the healthiest it's been all season. I'm pretty sure he said that. So yeah, I, I, I think he's interesting for tournaments. I wonder how healthy he was week one. Didn't he, right. he have like an ankle injury or something going into the he, season? You know, he's always got something. True, he's like true. got a permanent questionable tag. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, in that same game, Javante Williams is 5,400. Jamelio McLaughlin's 5K. Yeah. yeah. Like we I talked about that game. Three running backs. Yeah. I mean, P. Ryan didn't really get any touches last game, but I guess. Yeah, we you're right. Actually, uh, Craig Reynolds here expected to start. Though I guess he also has an, an injury issue. Um, though he yeah. is, ex- if he plays, though he would get the uh, David Montgomery kind of role, expected to at least. Yeah, those guys are worth mentioning. I think, especially if you could pick the right Bronco. You're right. P. Ryan took took a back seat. McLaughlin, McGl- Jaleel McLaughlin, he's looked good, um, but you know, people really yes. want to make. Go ahead. As you said, just you just got to pick the right guy. That's all it is. It's just tough. Right you know, guy. people have been trying to make Javante Williams work forever. You know, it's a guy that everybody has always kind of liked. But, yeah, just it's tough. You know, it's a similar – they're cheap, but it's similar to that Steelers situation. Yeah, Javante just still coming off his – his. Uh, I think he had a torn ACL, so he, he's probably not not even 100%, even though he, is, he has been playing for uh, – about a month now, but I don't know. This this is not a ton here to to discuss more so on running backs, unless unless there's one play. No, that... just it's tough for me to go to those five K guys when Jerome Ford's there. Um, I guess I'll say that just because. Yeah, I like Ford, and I don't think he's going to be crazy. Uh, he'll be he's going to be kind of popular. Um, right at a minimum, he's going to get a split of of touches in in the Browns' backfield, and then. Yeah, so... He has the upside of, okay, even if Kareem Hunt starts, this is a guy who came in off the street, wasn't fit when he came in, uh, gained some touches last week, picked up some issue in his thigh, isn't practicing fully. That could you know affect him on his first couple carries or something like that. And then you have a situation where, okay, Jerome Ford is getting every touch out of the backfield. The Browns defense is dominating. Ford gets 20-plus touches. Like You, you kind of want him for 5K is kind yes. of what it comes to. Yep, I agree. All right, running a wide receiver. Uh let's uh gotta pull up gotta pull up an ad here, but uh we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Diggs is 8,900. I don't know if we're going to go there. Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Every position, I don't know, every week it kind of seems like, okay, this it's like a similar similar sentiment. Okay, I guess I have Cooper Cup here. He's in my lineup. I, I should mention him. Though. So Cooper Cup is probably the number one guy. You're going to want Cooper Cup on your team. Uh, is there any one more expensive here that, that you'd also uh, be in consideration for? Uh, no, I think Cup's the guy up top. So, yeah, even receiver is different than – in past weeks, um, you know, we don't have Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase, who have been, you know, the popular go-to guys most of the time uh, in terms of ownership. Uh, this week, all of the top guys have been priced up. Cup is the most expensive he's been. Same with Diggs, same with Allen. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to get to Cup. He's got the best matchup of the bunch, and you figure – the Rams will have to rely on him even more without Kyron Williams. So yeah, cup for me, for sure. Uh, Devonte Adams, you know, you just, you can't trust that in cash games with, with Aiden O'Connell at quarterback, at least in my opinion, Adams was vocal this week. He's disappointed about his role. Um, two catches last week, four catches the week before that. Um, yeah, so you can't really trust that in cash game. Yeah, you know, it's kind of process of elimination. You know, I know Cup is expensive, but he still stands out to me as sort of the clear guy uh, for cash games, at least. Not for cash games, but what are your thoughts on Puka here? You think Puka, Puka people are going to move off of Puka and Nakua here? He's 7,600. He's, you know, four, four catches last week for 26 yards. People are glued to Cup. Seems like, mm-hmm. you know, a reasonable tournament option that people are, are I think, I will forget about Puka this week. So maybe, you know, maybe he does bounce back with a big game. Yep, I think you're exactly right. Um, Cup will probably be three or four times uh, the ownership. So, yep, Puka, very good tournament option based on those reasons. Uh, going down... This whole next range isn't great to me. Uh, it makes DK Metcalf stick out, but Uh-oh. he's a guy that's been he's been you know dealing with multiple injuries. At least you know it's going to keep his popularity down. Um, talking tournaments here, but you know mentioned Seattle and Geno Smith a bunch. I like DK Metcalf. Uh, there's also just not much else around him. Like you know you. you Pittman, you know, you have DJ Moore with with Tyson Badgett starting, uh, Jacoby Myers with Aiden O'Connell starting. Uh, you know, Mike Evans. I was looking at those Tampa guys. It's a tough matchup for Evans uh, going up against Terrell, one of the best corners in the league, which would could push me to Godwin. I think Godwin's interesting. He's coming off his best two games of the season: six for seventy-seven, eight for one fourteen. Uh, so I think Godwin is interesting for tournaments too. Um, and then, you know, Cleveland, you got Amari Cooper there for me, you know, it all depends on Watson. I I'd, I'd like to play Cooper. If Watson starts, if PJ Walker starts, 
I'm just not sure that a ceiling's there. And then I guess I'll stop at Lockett. He's one of the guys that's one of the few guys that's projecting decent. Almost no receivers are projecting as good value this week, at least in that range. There's some cheap guys that we'll get to. But uh, yeah, Lockett, it's just it's a good matchup for Lockett, and he's cheaper than Metcalf. Um, I don't know. You're, like, you're ever, just talking like this 6K to 8K ish range kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I decided to stop there. There's some there's <laughs> some better guys below that, I, I, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, we can we can just go there. I mean, why would you play some of these more expensive guys when okay, Zay Flowers is 5700. We know he's getting targets. Uh, we already mentioned. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown has get gotten at least what ten targets in four of the last five games. He's fifty three hundred against the Seahawks there. Uh, so you have these cheaper guys who are getting targets, and I think that is you know an important part of, of cash games. So yes, would you just um, look at those guys instead of why spending up on some of these question marks uh, above them, kind of a thing? Yes, I think it's. Um... Yeah, I so be after Cup at ninety five hundred. I don't think I would con. Yeah, I wouldn't consider anybody else until you get into this five k range. So that you know that's a little different than than most weeks. Um, but yeah, Flowers looks good. Hollywood Brown looks really good. You mentioned about the targets. Hollywood Brown is fifth in the league in in air yards. Um, you know, they, most of those air yards have not been, have <laughs> not been um, completed. Right. Uh, so it was probably the reason that his price tag is the same, but pretty good matchup uh, going a little bit cheaper. Josh Palmer. I think people will look to Palmer in cash games. Uh, you know, he's seen seven plus targets in three straight since Mike Williams. Uh, I think you know, he was actually Mike Williams. Uh, Watching their last game, I I don't know what the uh, I didn't I don't I didn't pull up his uh, target share or, or snaps or whatever, but uh, it seemed like he was on the field more than Keenan Allen uh, in the Chargers game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean I think he was out there for just about every snap. I don't have the numbers uh, in front of me, but uh, yeah, he was close to having a better game too. Uh, you know that that's a matchup where. Well, he had a touchdown on the first drive that was called back. He had multiple right. catches that were called back because of penalty. Right, kind of thing. right. That's um, right. And uh, it's a matchup where the Chargers should have to be throwing the ball. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, Palmer, solid chance I play Palmer in cash games. I think he'll be relatively popular. Um, and then below that, Wandale Robinson. I mean, that's how you avo- that's how you afford Cup, I think. You can just play 3,800. Wandale, um, eight catches last week for 62 yards. That's pretty good. You know, five, at least five catches in three straight. Uh, you know, I would probably go somewhere else in tournaments, but I think, yeah, Wandale for cash games. Unless you stack Giants commanders. Right. Unless I have (laughs) other stuff from that game. (laughs) Yeah, there's some other... I was just going to say, I captained Wandale Robinson in their game against the Bills, uh, and I didn't lose money. So uh, there you go. That's that's all you need to know about Wandale. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he had, a, he had a good game last week. I mean, if he's going to continue to catch five-plus passes a game, it's just 3,800 is too cheap. Um, there are some cheap guys that I like for tournaments, though. Sticking with Seattle, 
Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think I talked about him last week. I played him last week. He had four catches for 48 yards. Uh, they threw him nearly a touchdown. Uh, Gino underthrew him a bit in the end zone. But Pete Carroll talked him up this week. Uh, I'm still expecting, you know, he's a big talent. I'm still expecting him to have some good games. And you're not going to get a better spot than this. So I, I like Smith and Jigba. I mentioned I like Elijah Moore. I would like really like Elijah Moore if Deshaun Watson uh, starts. Yeah, I know he hasn't. You look at his game log and his receptions aren't going very far, but uh, he'll break one sooner or later. Uh, I'm just looking through the list. McCall Hardman is down here, 3,200. Uh, new new Chiefs wide receiver. Once yeah, might as well talk about those Chiefs guys just because, you know, that's that's the marquee game. You know, this yeah. is what makes the Chiefs so tough to stack. They just got another receiver. Um, and, you know, none of them are great options. You know, sort of Hardman, Tony, Sky Moore, they're all uh, similar style players. Uh, MVS, who is just not very good and, you know, is involved less and less and less. MVS doesn't have more than one catch in in four straight games. I mean, you just can't play any of those those guys. Uh, Rasheed Rice is the best option, but he's priced up now. Uh, I still think he's playable at forty seven hundred. Uh, you know, they they drafted Rice early this year. He's going to take some time to settle in, but four catches in back to back games. Uh, he's been playing more, especially if if Justin Watson. Justin Watson hasn't been practicing. If he's out, you expect Rice to be out there. Rice would benefit most from that, I think. Um, so, yeah, if, if I was going to play a KC receiver, I think it'd be him. Yeah, I think that's one of the issues with these, the, the, just the limited upside with a lot of these guys, especially like Rasheed Rice. Okay, maybe he looks like the Chiefs' best wide receiver, but then they added Hardman. But if he is going to get more snaps – then you could actually see a world in which, okay, maybe he has a few more targets than what he's been getting kind of a thing. Cause right now just the targets, the snaps aren't there for him, even though he maybe looks like they're Mahomes' best wide receiver option. So. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's tough because there's not a lot of options this week. You just sort of the, the theme, uh, you know, you might not need as many fantasy points either though. You know, it brings some of these guys into play that you would have trouble clicking on other weeks. You might be able to click here uh, a little safer. Yeah. We talked about Flowers and Brown, but also in this range, Christian Watson's 5,600. Terry McLaurin, and we already mentioned him, but he's 5,400. Mm-hmm. Do you, if you had to, you know, pick between those four guys or pick two of those four guys, would it be Flowers and Brown or would you consider? Yeah, Watson actually, that's that's my bad for not mentioning both those guys, Watson and McLaurin. I think they're all relatively like they're all going to be pretty popular too. even like they're all pretty good options on this slate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I. Yeah, I think I should have mentioned both those guys. I think. uh yeah, I don't know. I, no, none. Of, they're all good options. I don't it's know. your fault that uh, you didn't mention them, so we'll, we'll put the blame on you on that one. Yeah, no, I just I could see, you know, they're they're both projecting decent, and they're both going to be relatively popular. So yeah, that that five k range is. I think people are going to be living in that range, but it it makes sense 
Deontay Johnson, 5K, also just sitting there with the IR tag. I don't think he's been officially removed from IR is the reason why, but uh, just some a guy sitting there who, if he is fully healthy coming off his hamstring injury, you know, he is fighting pickings. I'm not saying for cash games, but just in terms of tournaments, like we've seen him in the past in this role with the Steelers, he is, he gets a ton of targets. So, Yeah, that's a good point. I think it, it, with Cup, if you're going to play him in a tournament with Cup, yeah, I don't think anyone would play Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, before we get to tight ends, though, we got a uh, special special read here. Get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the house. No, not in the house, in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sports book. Circus Sports with a big game bash, three stories of football glory, including a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The big game parties only at Circus Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. You know, that sounds just like my house, 78 million pixel screen. That's the that's the size TV I have in my house. I <laughs> I live in I live in a mansion, so I, I will say that. Um, yeah, my, my buddy was actually just there at that stadium swim at Circa in Vegas. He said it was pretty cool. The pictures looked I hope cool. he said it was pretty cool. I hope he said yeah. it was pretty cool. Yeah. He told me that it was the best time he's ever had. So, <laughs> so shots to your buddy. <laughs> Archie won. Archie, yes. Archie, who has stolen money from me in DFS mm-hmm. previously. So, shots to him. Shots to Ryan's buddy. <laughs> but tight ends. Travis Kelsey is 8K. He is 2,300 more expensive than the next highest tight end, who is Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews, what has Mark Andrews done lately? He's had some okay games. He's getting, he's been okay this season, I'll say. Travis Kelsey, do we want to spend up on Travis Kelsey or do we want to go down to Luke Thomas in Joku? Uh, <laughs> sorry, not Luke Thomas, Luke Musgrave, Logan, Logan Thomas. That's what I'm meaning here. Right. Although both those guys are in play. So yeah, Johnu Smith. I mean, why are we spending money on, on tight ends when you have all these 3K guys who are – seems like they're getting targets every week? Well, for cash games, I agree with you. Uh, yes. Yes, the for reason, cash games. For cash right, games, yes. The, the reason you – you know, some people – yeah, the reason you'd spend for Kelsey is because he has a ceiling. You know, he, Kelsey has looked back to his best. Uh, he, he was great against the Broncos last week, and – yeah, he's priced up now. You know, it's one of those things where he looks a little better because the rest of the slate is not great. So, you know, the expensive guys have the ability to separate a little bit more. But yeah, you know, I don't love 8K. I prefer Andrews. I actually really like Andrews this week. Um, You know, maybe he hasn't been, you know, doing as well as people had hoped or expected coming into the season, but he's still a little cheap. Um, him and Flowers have been getting all the usage. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really like Andrews. Um, you sort of mentioned the cheap guys. I think people will look at Musgrave in cash games. 
Yeah, maybe Logan Thomas, maybe Njoku. The thing, like, tight end is it's bad again this week. Not, no one is really projecting well. I think you can go all the way down. Um, I mentioned Trey McBride, 2,600. Uh, Meyer, Michael Mayer, sorry, for the Raiders. Uh, no, Mike Ives. Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah, him. Um, no, no, no. He's, you know, the rookie for the Raiders. Yeah, finally yeah, yeah. starting. Right. No, I just, you know, he went the first four or five weeks without really playing much. And now he's established himself as the guy. He actually looked pretty good against New England. Yeah, Again, let's do you know, that, uh, let's do the Aiden O'Connell, Mike Meyer stack. Right. Uh, well, it only, it would only cost you <laughs> 5k. <laughs> it would only cost you 7,400, which I mean is deeper than Travis Kelsey costs to get a quarterback <laughs> and a tight end. So yeah, no, I don't know. Um, tight end is gross this week. It's like, it's extra gross. Um, for tournaments, I, I want to point out for Kelsey here, he had a game last season where he had 100-plus yards and three touchdowns against the Chargers. But also, I, I just looked up some injury information. Uh, Derwin James popped up on the injury report on Thursday with some kind of ankle injury. And then another safety, Jalen Hawkins, left that practice with an illness. So you got a couple Charger safeties. Derwin James, you know, one of the guys who would be having a role on Travis Kelsey, one of their best defenders. If he's out, if he, you know, on a short week, he he picks up an injury and he's out and they're going against Travis Kelsey, not not great. And uh, we've seen the history of Kelsey. We saw, you know, where he just sits right in the middle of defenses and Mahomes just doesn't even look at anyone else. He's just going to throw it at Kelsey as he sits there. So when you can get a tight end with, you know, the two touchdown upside 100 yards getting 30 points and you know we're talking about these 3k guys who you know maybe they'll get some targets maybe they'll get 10 points but you know kelsey there's a reason you play kelsey and yeah you know at one point at some point it the price doesn't matter so no you yep you're right um that derwin james news is a special that is important news to pay attention to for sure um but yeah so i guess what i'll say about kelsey is I think he's a great tournament play and I do want to play him in tournaments, but then there's a temptation to pair him with Mahomes, and that's what I'm not going to do. So I, I like just playing Kelsey on his own or maybe even with Pacheco. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I do like Kelsey, but I probably won't pair him with Mahomes. It's just, it's a lot of salary. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to be playing a lot of, a lot of scrubs. You're going to be playing a lot of Wandale more. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Wait, Elijah Moore. Sorry, Wando Robinson. You're going to be playing a lot of those. I don't even Wanda know their names Robinson, anymore. Or are you yeah. looking at Rondale Moore? I don't think we've mentioned Rondale Moore. Is he getting targets? Yeah, he's getting some targets. The reason I, yeah, I, I wanted to bring up Rondale mm -hmm. is because I like the Seahawks and because. People are going to play other cheap receivers, but not Rondale. I think he actually yeah. has some upside with without James Conner there from a football perspective. You know, you see Rondale getting some carries, and he's had three carries in three of the last four games and two long, two long runs, a 41-yard run, a 45-yard run, and he's still involved in the passing game. So, you know, he'll be less popular than Wandale, 
He'll be less popular than Hollywood Brown on the same team. He'll be less popular than a lot of guys, pretty much everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, it, it's a way to get leverage if I'm stacking the Seahawks. Before we get to defenses here, we're going to comment. We're going to, Chris is shouting out our guy, our guy, T- Tyson Badgent. Uh, Shepard is in West Virginia. So a little, a little nugget for everyone. Uh, Shepard, the D2, D3 college, uh, the Shepard Rams. Shouts to Tyson Badgent. Shouts to Chris as well for watching this live. Defense. We mentioned, uh, or at least I mentioned, Brown's defense is 3,300. At some point, why are we playing? Why are the Colts? Why is the Colts defense more expensive than the Browns defense? That is, that's a question that we're not going to be able to answer. But why pay uh, above the Browns defense going against Gardner Minshew? And for cash games, are you getting up to Browns defense, or are you just going, you know, going a little cheaper, going with I don't know Chiefs defense, Ravens, eh, maybe not Ravens. Yeah, I think Chiefs. you said it. I think Ravens would be fine too. I think Ravens would be fine if you didn't have the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just happen to be a hundred dollars cheaper. And Chiefs defense has actually been really good this year. Chiefs um, at twenty four hundred or Broncos at twenty six hundred going against Jordan Love. You know that that's okay too. Uh, I don't really like the Broncos defense, but you know I get your point. Maybe they're not as bad as you know everyone originally thought. So, yeah, They've it's had a fine four sacks in uh, three of their last five games. Yeah, it's a fine matchup for them too. Um, yeah, I think though spending up is interesting on this slate because there's you some can't ceiling. have money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have money, and I think there's some ceilings to be had, like in a lot of these spots. You mentioned Browns, good spot. You know, Colts would even be anyone at home against PJ Walker is a fine spot. Um, so you know, I get That's that. True. Uh, as far the commanders, the commanders have a good D line and are yeah, a really good D line. And we saw what Danny Dime gets sacked 11 times that that offensive line is horrible. Um, the giants at three K are projecting well because Sam Howell has taken more sacks than any quarterback in the league. So, you know, even that's understandable. Then you go, go all the way up. You have the Raiders against our boy Tyson Badgent, you know, th- th- there's turnovers without these rookie QBs. You have the Bears against Aiden O'Connell at home for for 2900. I mean, you know, when you have all these rookie quarterbacks slash bad quarterbacks, I'm just looking to target any of the, any of those spots. Um, I don't know that one necessarily stands out, but yeah, Bill, the Bills max price. You feel like the Bills won't be as popular because they are max price but yeah i think mac, that's a good mac point. jones right they might have the best spot of all right um we've seen they had a nine sack game against uh, sam howell and you know a touchdown yeah, pick six is always in play against mac jones as well so yeah that defense has really that defense has started to play well they shut down tua in miami uh you know held the giants to nine points i was, that's not saying much but um <laughs> Yeah, so like a lot of those defenses look good, and you know people generally don't like to spend up at defense. Looking through some roster ship percentages here, we didn't really touch on Bijan Robinson. He might be up there. He's going against the Bucks. I'm not sure it's the best matchup, and he is 7,300, so he is kind of expensive. But are you looking no to play? No one's going to play him. Okay, you're just looking at incorrect numbers here 
Yeah, I can't see anyone playing him, which makes him like an interesting tournament play. Yeah, just no one's going to play him because Jacobs and Kenneth Walker will take all that ownership right above and right below him. And partly because it's not a great matchup away to the Bucks, and uh, Algiers still been getting the goal line carries, which just means no one wants to play. He's not getting He's the goal line receptions, though. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think you'll see Bijan like, Five percent. I don't know. So, like, yeah, if you want to take a shot there, so you're playing sense. him, is what you're saying. I don't really want to. No, <laughs> I don't think I am. All right. So, what is who is going to be your favorite quarterback uh, to win some money on this slate? Are you looking at yeah. Geno Smith, or are we looking somewhere else? I mean, I, I already talked about it a bunch. I'm definitely going to play Geno. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at Geno Smith. I think it's a great spot and I don't think people are going to be on Metcalf. So yeah, it just makes sense. I also don't think, I also still want to play Smith and Jigba. So it, it all, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I might, I might, I might have some Lamar stacks. You might see me with some Lamar stacks. Um, I like that he's cheaper than Mahomes, Allen and Herbert. Uh, that 700, 600 bucks can go a long way. And I like that they're easy to stack. You just put Flowers or Andrews or even both. Um, Maybe you run it back with Gibbs. Maybe, you know, a guy we didn't even mention, Amon Ra. uh, Big game last week. You know, maybe you you run it back with him. He's not going to be that popular. So, yeah, I'll say say Lamar and I'll say Geno Smith for now would, would be the two guys I'm looking at. What about you? Uh, I'm building it out here. I, I talked about that Commanders Giants game, but I'm building it out in my head. So I had uh, a, a small stack in the uh, Commanders Falcons game last week. Uh, I did have a, a lineup with with Ritter, with London, with Kyle Pitts, uh, and then I think I played Curtis Samuel on that one. Wow! <laughs> so I mean, I that was like, the winning millionaire lineup. <laughs> uh, I'm not even kidding. Oh, guy, sorry. The, yeah. The guy who won the, you know, not to cut you off the guy who won the millionaire maker last week and he won it by like 12 points had Ritter London Pitts. It, crazy, right? The Falcons double. I, I, I forget who else, but yeah. So, uh, sorry, finish you're, your point. So you're saying everything else I did was no, wrong. I'm saying you life. nailed it. <laughs> I, I'm saying you almost nailed it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find what else I did and, and we'll uh, we'll find out, but yeah. So I'm saying you could do I could do something similar to that, where we have we have all these cheap commanders, Giants guys. Maybe plug in three, four of those guys, kind of similar to what I did with that with the Falcons Commanders game last week. And then we have the Cup, and then we have the Kelsey, and you know we get the big games from that. It and works maybe, perfect. Yeah, maybe we get we do get both teams in that Giants Commanders game get twenty plus points. And right. So maybe you go Sam Howell, you pair him with either McLaurin, Samuel, or Thomas, maybe even two of those guys, you run it back with a $3,800 Wandale. And like you said, just jamming the best plays, jamming oh. Cup and Kelsey. And yeah, no, that's, that is a very viable strategy. Okay. I see where I went wrong. I, I, cl- I went back to my lineup. So I had Ritter, I had Samuel, I had London, I had Pitts. Um, I had I also had Etienne and Mostert, so that was good. Ooh. But I fell apart with Calvin Ridley and Jamar Chase. 
Mm, yeah, Chase. Me. Yeah, he torpedoed a bunch of my lineups too. And yeah, Ridley. Ridley was worth taking a chance on last week because nobody was going to play him. That's unfortunate. Good lineup though. Yeah, I was you know couple couple spots away from fifteen k, but that's what we're going to win this week. Is what we're going. So you're putting. Did you put together this lineup? We got it. We got the winning lineup. Is that what you just said? I didn't put it together, but, but it's pretty easy though. It yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, it makes sense to those really cheap stacks make sense because you can get Kelsey and then either Cup or Diggs or whoever. Yeah, or probably could roll with back. Ford and Brown's defense in there too. So right, you can get up to Josh Jacobs probably. Yeah, sounds Tennis like Walker, maybe sounds like a lot of money we're winning this weekend. <laughs> I hope so. You got any other thoughts on this slate here? Um, no. I uh, pay attention to injury news. Um, like we don't know a lot of stuff yet, especially with these QBs. If Deshaun Watson plays, it's a big bump for Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David Njoku. Big bump um, in such a good matchup. And yeah. Other stuff like that, too. See who the Raiders are going to start at quarterback. See if Daniel Jones is going to play, you know. Uh, there's so much stuff that we don't really know on Friday morning. You know, we, we did the show last week, and then we got the news that uh, Miles Sanders was out, and everybody got on Chuba Hubbard. Um, and then we got the news that Roshan Johnson was out, and people got on Deontay Foreman. So, yeah, just keep, keep paying attention to news because pretty much every week – my lineups look very different on Sunday morning than I was thinking they would on this podcast. Um, maybe not very different, but it, you know, it happens quite often where you get news on Saturday that really changes everything. Yeah. What other game I'll just bring up here before we go. Cause I think we kind of touched a little bit just on every game, but this bears Raiders game, you know, we have, we have Josh Jacobs and we see the low, the low total here is 37 is the over under because of, you know, backup quarterbacks, but what, you know, what if both these teams just run all over each other? What if they're, what if, you know, my thoughts for this Giants commanders game, what if that also happens in Raiders bears, because both these defense are terrible, you know, maybe, you know, maybe these quarterbacks are enough and they can move the ball just enough to help this running game. And there's a bunch of points between these teams. I mean, I, I know the, the low over under here, maybe the lowest on the slate. So no one's even probably going to be considering it, but there are two bad defenses here. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good spot to finish. Um, like you said, you know, this is a, it's actually, a, it's a great spot on paper for the bears. One of the best spots you could hope to see you're right against a bad Raiders defense at home. Um I just, unfortunately, I don't know anything about this quarterback. Uh, but yeah, I think you could take a shot on him. You know, again, it's in the same vein as uh, playing that Commanders Giants game or something like that. Uh, you know, he they don't need to do much when they're priced 4,800, 4,700. You know, we saw him run in a touchdown last week. Yeah, I think uh, even with that game, the, the weather seems pretty good in Chicago as well. But we didn't even mention DJ Moore's name here. And he is, right. he, again, he's fairly, I mean, not expensive, not cheap. He's in the meta range, 6,500. But, okay, Tyson Badgett, you know, not, I don't even know if the Raiders are going to have, 
you know, tape on him because <laughs> the, what what tape did they have on him? The four, however many snaps he had against the Vikings last week. Okay, the Vikings didn't have tape on him. He came in, he went ten of fourteen. But are they looking at you know D two tape from from what? Or all they have to work on is what his thirty snaps that he played last week. So, you know, we don't know much about him, but neither the Raiders. So maybe that helps. Maybe maybe the Bears get to thirty points, and it's like okay, well, well, DJ Moore, they run a couple screen passes for him, and he goes for one hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns again. So I I think that's just in range. Uh, I don't. Sure, I don't. Yeah. No, I I don't know if thirty points is in range, but you don't need that for the price tag. You know, maybe twenty three touchdowns, maybe maybe twenty four points is in range. Um, and yeah, DJ Moore is going to be two percent owned. So the, you know, those are the type of plays I like for the bigger tournaments mm-hmm. for sure. Millie Maker, that three dollar twenty max. You know, any 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 hundred fifty max tournament, uh, those bears are fine. There you go. That's what we'll end on. We'll end on Raiders, Bears stacks, and Commanders, Giants stacks. That's, <laughs> that's what we bring here on the RotoWire NFL DFS show. But thank you, everyone, for watching this. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen. You can find Ryan at Ryan Belangi on Twitter. I am at RotoZadroik. Make sure to follow all the RotoWire Twitter accounts as well. But uh, we also got a soccer show coming up later Friday. So if you're into, if you want to try out DFS soccer, check that out as well. Uh, We have show and content, but Ryan, thank you for this show. And also make sure to check out Ryan's article. I believe that's usually posted on Saturdays. So check that out on rotowire.com. Once that gets posted, just some more words, more words on the slate. Maybe you won't be touting, you know, DJ Moore or Wandale Robinson, or maybe you will be, but there's more information on that one to check out. Thank you, Ryan. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks, Adam. Good luck, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.